Hi everyone, I'm Daryl. And I'm Linka. And this podcast is brought to you by Namora Pan. The home of the most flavoursome pre-ordered meals. Delivered right to your door. The Seasoning Podcast is a space where you can taste the delicious food and the stories of your favourite local cooks. Every episode will focus on what it takes to enjoy cooking as much as you do eat. I'll try to put on some lighting to make it look, you know, okay. Get that mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Same here. Same here. Do you know what? That's this is the thing about working from home and doing like yeah. is that like light bulb, the room light just isn't enough. It's not banging. Yeah, it, it just went. <laughs> it's like I need more, more, more. So. <laughs> I needed to get the halo. Yeah, do you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now it's like, mm, perfect. Thank <laughs> <laughs> so you. Yeah. Oh, it's good to see you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, do you know what? When I first messaged you, because um, I saw your page, I saw your Insta, I was like, no, nah, this mm. is too nice. I have to drop you a message because <laughs> I need. Because yeah. I saw your Insta, I saw you in your outfit, in your attire. <laughs> so, like, it's. You can you only need to see for a few seconds. That's all I needed. And then I could just mm. see, okay, the food looks tasty. So let's make mm. this happen. So that's why I reached out. That's why I reached out to you. Well, yeah. thank you. That was really motivating for me to see that people are actually seeing that I like this is what I like doing. So it was inspirational for me. We have Deborah with us today <laughs> from B Designer. Yes. I could go on and on with my descriptions. If you know, if you know the setup that we had to do to get this done today, <laughs> how are you doing today? How is, how's everything with you? How are you getting on? Okay, so my name's Deborah. I own a food business called Dee's Diner. Uh, we serve different kinds of food. It could be Nigerian food. It could be Italian. Could be Chinese. Basically, whatever I'm feeling, you know, I cook. So yeah, it's different kinds of food started in 2019 but I'll say I proper started being more focused in like 2021 I'll say yeah 2021 okay what would you say changed for you then what was the what was the turning point I think I first because okay I was like I always every Thursday on snap I'll always cook different kind of dishes and stuff and people always you know you know, ask me, oh, Deborah, we want to try food. So, yeah, every Thursday I used to do a lot of cooking and people would message me and ask me, you know, they would want to try my food. So I was thinking, mm, maybe I can make this into a business. But this was my hobby and I felt like I had to try it out first because sometimes, like, it's not always good to turn your hobby into a business because you don't always, you know, you don't want to start hating your hobby. So I decided to try it out first and... Um, do like a trial run and I really liked it and even though there was times I was stressed when I was cooking I still loved doing it so I realized that I could turn it into like a proper business so that's how yeah that's how it changed and I feel like mentally as well I became much better in myself and stuff like that so I feel that's what made me be a bit more consistent than I was before as well okay okay you said you said not everything has that is a hobby has to be a business or like a mm -hmm. hustle how do, what do you think is the way to know 
that a hobby should be turned into something that gives you a return? I think if you're still passionate about it, because, you know, with every like business or job you're doing, you you will always go through issues and problems. And I feel it's about how you stick it out when you go through them issues and problems. So for me, even though I was stressed at times when I was doing cooking, I still loved it. I still wanted to do it um, sort of thing. So I feel like if you turn your hobby to a business and you begin to hate it and you're not passionate about it, then that's not really a good thing because I feel like it's always good to have hobbies because it's good for your mental health and if you destroy it because of business it's not really a nice thing do you understand so because a a lot of people can come to you you know as friends say I think you should do this as a business I think you should do it as a business but you have to see if you're able to do it because I remember I started a business like um a business before like a jewelry business because I love jewelry and like Although I, I loved it, when it came to the business side, I was not passionate at all in doing it. Like, I say it all up, it was all on, like, registered the business and everything like that, but I wasn't passionate at all about it. It just made me even not like doing it at all, even though I love jewellery and stuff. So I feel like you really have to have passion for it and you have to really feel led that this is what you want to do if you want to impact other people. Is it just a hobby for myself or can I use it to impact other people, basically? okay okay got you so this is bigger than just enjoying it yes yes there's more to it than that yes i want i want people to enjoy my hobby as well i want them to enjoy it enjoyment enjoyment Enjoyment. (laughs) we went right into it we went right into it usually i start with an icebreaker but we were just flowing we went right (laughs) but (laughs) i'm gonna quick fire questions Nice and sweet. Okay. First thing that comes to your mind, let me know. Mm-hmm. Ready? Okay. Cooking for one or cooking for two? Cooking for one because you get to eat it all. Okay, okay. I, I ain't mad at that at all. In fact, I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> Don't have to share. <laughs> it's just, even do you know what? when they say no, inside I'm happy. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, do you want some? They say no. Oh, that's, that's music. Great. Yes, that's like yes. You're giving me the answer that I needed to hear. <laughs> oh gosh. So, cooking for two or cooking for ten? Cooking for ten. Yeah, I think cooking for ten. It feels more fun. Feels more fun. All right. All right. Yeah, thank you. Tell me, what seasoning do you use in your cupboard the most right now? Probably garlic powder and onion powder and Maggie Cube. Okay, okay. There's two there. There's two there. If there's one, if you if you could if you had to choose that one, garlic powder is the way. I love garlic powder. Got you. Got you. So you have one meal to eat for the rest of your life. What are you choosing? like to but you know I really love Chinese Chinese is the honestly the key to my heart like Chinese is the one so it'll probably be like chow mein and sweet and sour chicken or chow mein and sweet chili beef and both of them work see if I if I had any objections I would have been like mm, yeah that <laughs> but that's that's a worthy that's a worthy comparison that's a worthy comparison okay yeah I'll take those two I'll take those two yeah. <laughs> so, it's so hard tell me what food 
can't you live without? Can't I live without? Anything pasta. But then I can't live without rice. Decisions. Decisions. Oh, rest of your life. For the rest of your life. One meal. What meal is that? I feel like I've had rice since I was young for such a long time. Rice and stew, rice and stew. So maybe... Be, I think it's gonna have to be pasta. Yeah, it's gonna have to be a pasta. pasta. Because pasta you can turn it into many dishes. But so can you with fried rice. With rice. I think it's gonna have to be pasta. It's gonna be pasta. No rice. That's a, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. That's a brave, brave decision. Okay. Okay. Ah, Tell me. What food can you live without? Liver. I hate liver. Especially when it's put in fried rice. I hate liver. I think I can definitely live without liver. Anything else? I can definitely live without a Nigerian dish ever. Absolutely disgusting. We might not have a lot of people happy about this one. Are you sure? Ever? It's just, now what? I don't know. It's just disgusting in my mouth. Yeah. Ever. I can definitely live without it. <clears throat> all right, all right. And what's your definition of good food? For me, my definition is when you make sounds. You know when you taste your food, it's like, mm, like you just, you're dancing, you have sounds, like you're making sound effects. That's my definition of good food. Like when you taste food and like you dance, you make a sound. That's me. You make a sound. See, yeah. there's, there's two ways that can turn out though. If, if, <laughs> sound, if depending on the way that the sound is, yeah. the sound is like the mm sound, then you know yeah. you something. If the sound is like, if, in fact, if there's no sound, <laughs> sometimes you have to take that with caution. <laughs> you have to take that. You have to take that with severe caution. Okay. And finally, describe these dino in three words. Um, family, for me, because my family helped me. I don't want to say this word because everyone probably says it different. Everyone okay. says different. I think family different and family different and because I like cooking different foods from different cultures I want to say something like togetherness like yeah something twist like twist so togetherness beautiful family twist mm. okay that's that's sounding like the next episode of a next <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> beautiful family twist there we have it. There we have it. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the beginnings of these Diner. What were, what was the origins? Like, talk me through that. How did it come about? Okay, so I feel like um, I've loved food from such a young age. Like, my mum's side of the family, they, they're, they're the food people. They're the food people like they love food and they're very very good cooks so I thought I really learned a lot of cooking from my mum that made me love food she didn't only cook like a certain dish because sometimes when you grow up in a certain household it's only your cultural dishes but my mum really went out and experimented and stuff which made me love food and also when I was young I was looked after by an Italian nanny so she cooks amazing pasta so I think maybe that's why I love pasta so much because she was just like she was amazing in her cook she just used simple seasonings and it will just 
taste amazing. That's what um, also I feel like brought me into loving food as well. And as I said, in the beginning, like every Thursday, I would cook different kinds of food and people would be asking me to try some. So with me, at times I would suffer, I would suffer, I would, you know, sometimes struggle with insecurities about myself, especially in what I do at times. So, you know, one day I asked my friend, because a lot of people were saying, and I really wanted to try it, I was asking one of my friends if I should do it, because I was just feeling so, like, I don't think I'm good enough. You know, when you're looking at other people, like, although you're like, wow, these people are so good at, you know, cooking and stuff, but you think, oh, I don't think I can ever reach that. Like, I don't think I'm that good enough, you know. So I really thank God for my friends because they really encouraged me and motivated me to do it. And, you know, when I did it, it, it was a success for me uh, when I first started it. So, yeah, I think that's, that's me. How right. To see how your cooking came into mm-hmm. play. How did, how, how did your cooking give you, like, an emotional release then? I feel like when I started cooking and people started trying the food and liking it and it just made me feel that well we actually are a good cook and sometimes like when I get orders and I finish cooking and I record everything I'm like wow did I actually do this because sometimes we don't actually believe in ourselves until when we actually do it and we look back at photos and we're like wow did I actually do that like even today um on snap you know it brings back memories and I look back at what I'd done about two years ago and I was thinking oh my gosh like did I actually do that it actually looks really nice so yeah that's what yeah yeah amazing 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 i love how i love how people's hobbies is translates into something that's yeah more than a hobby like it yeah for a lot of people is it's just an ex- a release of like emotion um it's a stress exactly. so mm-hmm. to hear that it helped you tackle things like insecurities that's a that's a very, very interesting one. Very, very. Yeah, it made me feel better. And I feel like it helped me also with like constructive criticism, being able to take criticism and not as someone's trying to say you're bad at cooking, but, you know, just trying to make you better. So, yeah, I think after a while, doing it more often and stuff really made me feel better. And also because I said it's a hobby, I really, really love cooking. So cooking just makes me happy anyway. So, yeah. Yeah yeah i can see i looked at your insta i looked at your socials and i can see that mm-hmm. cooking as far as functions go it stretches across different functions so you're cooking for takeaways parties mm-hmm. events um which function do you find that you get the most inquiries about i think catering for like parties and stuff i think that's where i get more um orders from but I'm not gonna lie I have stopped takeaway for a bit and a lot of people have been asking about it so I thought I'm gonna bring that back um a lot more now but um yeah I would say catering for parties and events and stuff I would say that the people have spoken the people have <laughs> really spoken we want it back we want it back <laughs> okay okay so we're gonna get more of that coming forward Yes, that oh, was great. Beautiful, beautiful. Talk me through the most memorable dining experience that you catered for. I think my first ever private dining, um, my first ever one, because as I said, like 
there's times where I still suffer with insecurities, with suffer, struggle <laughs> with insecurities in myself. And um, I remember one time, like, I was asking God, God, please, I actually want to go into, like, private dining. It was just, like, something I was saying in my heart. And um, this girl, one of my friends, I weren't really close with her, but she told me that she wants me to do private dining for her birthday. And looking back at it, I always feel like I want to slap myself because I was literally telling her, are you sure you want me, like me to do your private dining? Are you sure? Like this is my first time. Maybe I should just do buffet for you guys so that you guys can just pick your food and go. But, and I was really doubting myself. I was like, are you sure? Like this, this is my first time. Are you sure? Like, I kept on asking her that. And I was just like, wow, she's like, no. I'm very the man. I don't think she's tried my food before. So I was like, oh my gosh. But I done it. And it was amazing. And it was for 16 people. So it was, ah, I was stressed. And the one thing I was stressed as well is because it was like an open island. And literally, like, I'm cooking here. The table's like, starts from here. So everyone can see what I'm doing. Everyone can see me cooking. Everyone, you know. So it was, ah, it was very nerve wracking. But I'm so happy I done it. I was so disappointed in myself in the beginning for obviously telling, you know, basically trying to shoot myself in the foot, but I ended up doing it, it was successful and that led on to other ones as well. So, yeah. So you were saying it was an open space. So does that mean, was it like a kitchen and it was an open kitchen and people could see like straight everything that you, yes. you so, and everything you were doing? Exactly, yes. So as soon as you come in, there's the kitchen. And the kitchen, say I'm cooking now, you're in front of me. That's how it was. The table was there, right? The cooker was here. Like there was an island in the middle and the cooker was there. And the chairs, like the table was set like right in front of me. Literally, I would say about a meter that they were there. So they can watch me. And the kitchen was small as well for 16 people. Like I thank God my sisters, my mom and my friends came to help me as well. But that was so nerve-wracking because I was trying to stay professional. This is my first time. I'm trying to slightly taste the food, but I don't want to look fresh to see. Yeah, turn around. You know, <laughs> slide, slide. <laughs> check if the season is right, but I'm right in front of their face. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, how do I check? Like, I just want to... <laughs> but, you know, it, it was good. It's... <clears throat> It's nice that I had that first. Sometimes it's good to just jump into the deep end and then, you know, the rest is okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jumping in the deep end. It's easier said than done, though. It's much yeah. easier said than done. Quite often times it's uncomfortable, right? Very. Yeah, yeah. Very. There was, a, there was a particular post I saw online. This post, I didn't even know how to act because what I saw on the post, so it was a video of Kajun mm. Pasta honey garlic salmon garlic prawns <laughs> and sweet chili wings mm. it's an i i'm trying to i'm trying to make <laughs> active yeah mm-hmm. tell me what is it that you're putting in this special meal that is keeping people coming back because that meal i don't know if i've heard of that combination before but what <laughs> i do know is that i need it <laughs> What do I put inside? A sprinkle of love, sprinkle of happiness. Sometimes, most times when I'm cooking, I'm, I'm happy, I'm excited. So, sprinkle of love, happiness, bit of gospel music. <laughs> That's what makes it out there. That's what makes it. Because cooking with love and family as well. 
So, in terms of experimenting, then what's mm. the what's the typical creative process for you? Like, how do you go about bringing your male concepts to life? How do I do it? I don't know. I feel like um, I do watch a lot of like YouTube, and I really love watching a lot of like American instagram videos because a lot of them have these weird food put together sometimes so i feel like i get my inspiration from there and putting things together sometimes just my own um because the kajun pasta the salmon and all that kind of things i just sort of tasted it together and it and it banged so i was like why not but yeah i think it's just me seeing inspiration from other people as well so from all of this inspiration then what's the biggest advice you've received that's kind of shaped your style of cooking I think mm, mm, for me I would say the advice I received surrounding my whole business is about being consistent okay um making sure I'm consistent because even one time I'll give you an example um I was talking to my friend and I was just like, Susan, let's try and post seven days in a row. Say one day, one off. Let's be consistent and post. And I don't know what motivated me to do that. I just one day woke up and I was like, let me just do this. Because sometimes I'm really bad at posting and being consistent. But I promise you, like, when I was consistent for them seven days, I got a catering order, I got a private dining book in. I was just thinking to myself, Deborah, you know, if you was consistent like this before, your page could be growing you could be getting more customers because these are people that don't actually follow me these are people that you know saw my post on their feed page or explore page and all that kind of thing and yeah that's how I got them so I was just thinking if if I'm not consistent like that then I won't be able to meet these people so I feel like for my business consistency is very very key and I've also had financial advice as well from one of my friends as well um because and I feel that's so important in the business because if you're working so hard cooking for like 50 people and the money that you're getting is not matching, it's like after a while you will just drain yourself. And, you know, that's not a good thing because you want to actually enjoy cooking and you actually want to get money from it so that you can help make your business better, if you get what I mean. So that, I'm still working on that because I'm still showing that but I'll work on that. So it's, it's about growth, progress you know it's, it's a journey it's a journey and it sounds like you have an openness to it it sounds like you have an mm. openness to be able to kind of make that progress so talking of like lessons learned then and mm. like noticing patterns on getting more inquiries online from being more consistent with your posts do you notice a difference in terms of the patterns of behavior between different customers like um so for example when you're doing your or when you were doing your takeaways compared to when you're doing your private dining, mm-hmm. are there any differences in the way that your customers are? Okay. <clears throat> With my takeaway take orders, I feel, yeah, most of the people that I get are quite young, laid back. They just want something quick and easy. Whereas when I'm doing private dining or catering, it's usually planned ahead of time, like a month or two months ahead of time. So they're very specific in what they want and what they ask for and all them kind of thing. Because takeaway is just like, okay, they see the picture of what the takeaway looks like and, and that's basically it. They want it. But with private dining, I feel they're more they need more more information on what 
it includes what they could get and all them kind of things. So what would you say is what would you say is the hardest thing about balancing these different functions that you're serving for? Because um, you're saying that you do your you have your work on the side, um, which yeah. you also do. So mm. what would you say is the most difficult thing about about I'm it? not gonna lie, it's very hard balancing. Um because sometimes you just don't have the strength and you just have to give yourself a break um sort of thing but I think how I try and balance myself is before it gets because I I only cook on Saturdays um basically those are mainly my cook days and private dining I do do within the week but it has to be in advance and I feel like I sort of do try and set my mind try and focus my mind before I do these things if you get what I mean so um as I say I could listen to music at times or listen to jazz music or something something very therapeutic I don't know that will put me in the mindset to help me then okay focus this is what you need to do next how then when people are eating your food you finish your private dining you finish your takeaways how do you want people feeling when they eat (laughs) I don't know how to, if I'm pronouncing the word properly, but ecstatic. Ecstatic. <laughs> English is, but yeah, I want them to feel like that. I want them to feel happy. I want them to feel like, oh my gosh, this is banking. Frost, it's you. Like, that's how I want it to be. I want them to make them sounds and to, you know, dance, snap. Because sometimes, like when I was doing takeaways, they, you know, they'll be showing me their reaction and stuff. And I really like that. I saw one of your, your friend's reaction. I saw a reaction on your social um, mm-hmm. about someone was, I think he was eating a wing. He was eating some wings. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he said, go and get these diner food, I believe yeah. every single word that he said. Yeah, he loved it. I'm happy he did. <laughs> love it. I love, seeing, I love seeing reviews, especially straight after they've eaten because... I think there's certain certain responses you give people like let's say you're filling in a survey mm. like a review from anywhere it's easy yeah. to kind of just say oh it's amazing this and that but mm. when you've finished your chewing and you're eating food mm. and you need to give that review straight away your face yeah. it's either your words don't lie <laughs> your face doesn't lie so yeah. once you're getting a good review right after they're eating the food <laughs> It's the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice. It's nice seeing that. That's what I like. I like it when people show me their reaction and stuff. But some people are different. Some people don't show reaction, but they still like it. You know? Before we leave, uh, Dee, mm. share with us where can we find you online? What's your socials, your handles? People can follow me on at D's underscore diner on Instagram. And it has all my links to my Facebook page as well, at D's underscore diner and stuff like that. So, and my email's on there. Yeah. We know where to find you. We know where to reach you. D, it's been lovely. I've been your host, Laura. This is the Seasoning Podcast. Don't miss out. Never miss a meal again. And we'll tune in next time. Thank you. Speak soon. Stay safe.